It's tricky, but we can do it. We have to. We're business owners, we're leaders, and we're successful. Thank you for returning and listening in again to Coffee Break with Miss Debbie. Today, you're going to hear some background noise because we got a lot going on here. It's very hot, so the windows are open, but they have closed off my street because the county is doing some work. And we were actually lucky because they closed off the street just after our driveway. But everybody else on our street actually has to go all the way around the block just to get to their houses. So I guess we saw some favor there. And also, my neighbor has a mule and two horses out in his field, which is right across the street from me. So I've been hearing the mule make crazy sounds. And we have a rooster who does cock-a-doodle-doo at all hours of the night and day. So it's really fun. I enjoy all these animals. But if you're hearing any extra crazy sounds going on today, that's it. You would think I was out on the farm or something, but I'm actually just 30 minutes north of Seattle. And um, here I am down on the farm recording podcasts. So I have been talking for about a month about recovery from burnout, what I was calling clinical burnout. I didn't really have a doctor tell me that. I sort of made it up myself. But then I started um, talking to people and Googling and then just recovery steps for myself. So you might have listened to one cynical episode when I read what I found on the internet and had a comeback for every single one of them of why those wouldn't work. Because when someone's in exhaustion, they don't want to do things that take a lot of effort. About a month ago, my husband and I got to go on a really sweet getaway, just two hours away from here, but it was a quiet area. We had a cabin, got to go kayaking, and it was just very quiet out on the water. I loved it. And the weather was decent. So that was a plus because we don't always get decent weather in our area. But my mind just keeps going. And you know, I work with preschoolers and we live a pretty busy lifestyle. So even when I'm trying to quiet myself, ideas keep coming. So today what I've got for you is 10 cheesy steps to recovery because they rhyme. When you work with preschoolers, you become accustomed to labeling everything by color, number, letter, making sure it rhymes, making sure it has a rhythm to it so it's easy to remember. So the steps themselves might sound a little cheesy because I did the rhyming thing, but I think it'll help us to remember the steps better. Number one, get some sun. We need more light. And in the Pacific Northwest, getting enough light is challenging and we're all deprived of vitamin D. So just turn up the light, whether it's sitting in the window when the sun is shining, turning on bright lights in your house, even I'm not opposed to the tanning booths. I know they get a bad rap, but if you live in an area that has very little sun, give yourself permission to go to a tanning booth. Number two, try something new. And in doing that, in trying something new, please give yourself permission to fail or to not even like it. Because I think too many times we avoid new things because we are concerned that we're not gonna be very good at it. But the point here is to break the monotony and invite in some freshness. So number two, try something new. Number three, learn to be. God created human beings, not human doings. So let's just toss off our drivenness and try to be. For some of us, that is a concept that's never entered into our mind. But number three, learn to be. Number four, leave the phone in the drawer. I'm going to repeat that one because I think it's important. Number four, leave the phone in the drawer. And that's probably going to be an entire podcast on its own in the near future. But in short, social media drains the soul. And so just avoid it when possible. Number five, increased water to thrive. 
I cannot stress it enough. Please drink water. I don't know why it took me so many years to figure that out, but it was just a couple of years ago. I was uh, I had a meeting with a physical therapist, a PT, and when she showed me these containers of how much water I needed to be drinking per day, I thought it was impossible, but I took up her challenge. And I can tell you from personal testimony, if you can pull it off, drinking the amount of water that we should have, it does cut back cravings. And so you end up not eating all the junk food, which tends to zap our energy. So in short, drink more water. Number five, increased water to thrive. Number six, eat a mix. By that, I mean color, variety of flavors, textures, multi-food groups. The way we eat actually nourishes our five senses. A lot of times, but food is good for the touch. It has texture to it. Beautiful for the eyes. If you've got a variety of colors on your plate, that's going to be pleasing to the eyes. It has an aroma, so it's feeding the smell. Obviously, we all know food has taste, so get food that tastes good. It even has a sound. I find crunching celery a very satisfying sound. And with celery specifically, it's got this double love to it because it's full of water. So I know I'm supposed to be getting more water, but it also has this crunchy texture that's really fun to eat. Another way that you want to um, practice variety is in the food types. We need to get enough of the protein, enough of the fruits and veggies, enough of the grains. So you can study nutrition on that in another way, but just basically in very short, because we don't need anything extra to study right now, just think variety. Okay. Number six, eat a mix. Number seven, focus on heaven. And isn't that the point of life anyway? For my listeners that might not be people of faith, you're thinking, what is she talking about? How would I focus on heaven? I think number one, let's choose to believe and acknowledge that it does exist. Number two, if there's a heaven, there's probably a good loving God sitting there and he's going to take care of us so we can put our trust in him. So that would be first, how do I focus on heaven? You can have conversations with friends and say, hey, what do you think heaven looks like? And I find it just to be a really pleasing conversation. You can also read scripture, listen to worship music, sing worship songs. There are ways that we can get our minds to really focus on heaven. And when you do that, the dark, stressful things tend to just sort of wash off and dissolve. So number seven, focus on heaven. Number eight, communicate, create, recreate. I had to use three words there because I like all three of them, but in short, it's art, friends, and leisure time. They're all very needed, but often neglected. And when we get into a place where we're trying to just hone back and only deal with the essentials, a lot of us would avoid creativity and socializing and recreation, but go ahead and move those to the top of your priority list in this season of trying to get your energy back. So that was number eight, create, communicate, and recreate. Number nine, draw a line. Say no often. Because at this point in life, we may not have the energy to deal with healthy boundaries, but in short, just say no. And if you have a hard time doing that, you can put it in the context of, I'm going through a real season of fatigue, so for now, it's a no. And so that gives you permission to give a soft no, but it also gives your friends that message that they need to not be pushing it and not push you into something that you're just not ready for right now. But for me, I'm pretty black and white. So for me, it's just N-O. Nope. Number nine, draw a line. Number 10, breathe and relax again. And at a leisurely pace, just repeat all of the above. 
just you can do it in random order or if it's better for your memory to remember those 10 go for it that way but real quick recovery number one get some sun number two try something new number three learn to be number four leave the phone in the drawer number five increased water to thrive number six eat a mix number seven focus on heaven number eight communicate create recreate number nine draw a line number 10 breathe and relax again And now before we go, let me just share with you something very different, off topic, just doing a pivot here because I think it's always fun to finish with something light. And I have many light observations of things that happen in my dance studio. Now I've decided that although we've always tried to keep our products and our prices as low and affordable as possible, I'm not confident that the clientele actually knows or appreciates what we do do behind the scenes to cut the corners and narrow our margins. Although we occasionally do have someone request a discount or a scholarship, I'm not convinced that we have the customers who in truth need a discount. Today, I casually listened in while two dance moms compared notes, looked at their phones together, and verbally expressed to everyone in the lobby what they pay per month in registration fees or another activity that they had their dancers participating in. I honestly thought I was hearing incorrectly that maybe these fees were for the year or for lifetime, but evidently these were monthly fees that these ladies are comfortable paying for activities for their three-year-olds. But they concluded with, I'm so glad we're switching over here. It's like we're paying nothing. Hmm, really? <laughs> I took the signal and I've decided to increase our rates because evidently some people have a little bit too much money. Before we go, let me just add a little addendum just for fun. Sit up straight, make eye contact, please smile and make your bed. Thank you.